Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. If you would tonight, take your Bibles and go with me to Esther chapter number 3. Esther chapter number 3 and I actually want to back up just a few verses to verse number 21. We're working our way through this story of the Bible to give you uh, the context and where we've left off. Uh, The story of Esther begins in uh, the palace at Shushan, King Ahasuerus. And King Ahasuerus is a... uh, is a man that's ruled by his flesh, and he has a wife named Vashti. And uh, Vashti refuses when uh, uh, King Ahasuerus in a drunken state asks her to come and parade her beauty before his drunken buddies. And she says no, and the end result is she's excommunicated from the king. And so now the hunt is on for a new princess, And the new princess and queen is going to be none other than Esther. Esther gets picked for this uh, position and this place uh, because of her beauty. And Esther has a cousin, an older cousin that's a lot like an uncle. And the proper pronunciation of his name is Mordecai. And I've been thinking about that. I've called him Mordecai my whole life. And when I read it, I see Mordecai. When I think about him, I hear Mordecai. And I don't care what they say and how bad it may be, but I'm going to call him Mordecai. And all everybody's, everybody's relieved that calls him Mordecai. And all you Mordecai's out there, you'll just have to forgive me. It'll be okay. So we meet up with Mordecai. And Mordecai is uh, a Jew. Esther's a Jew. And... Esther's brought to a place of promise in the house of Ahasuerus, a pagan king. And in time, as we study this book, we're going to understand the purpose of all that. But we're going to pick up in verse number 21 of chapter number 2. And there's going to be a short account of an interesting thing that happens to Mordecai at the king's gate. And then we're going to read our way through the 15 verses of chapter number 3 and take our message tonight. The Bible says in Esther chapter 2, verse 21, In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Big Than and Teresh. When I read Big Than, he's got, that's one big dude. I don't, he's got to be one big dude. You close your eyes and see a guy named Big Than. You see, you see what I'm talking about? Uh, and T-Rash is some little squirt that's his buddy. Uh, but at any rate, uh, so we see, <laughs> I've got to back up. In those days while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains, Big Than and T-Rash, of those which kept the door were wroth and sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the thing was known to Mordecai, who told it unto Esther the queen, and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore, they were both hanged on a tree, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. And so the last three verses of chapter number two give us this account. Mordecai at the king's gate over here is a plot to have the king, Ahasuerus, assassinated, and he thwarts that plan. And the record of him uh, saving the king's life is written in the book of the Chronicles. 
and buried forever. Now, uh, God's going to bring it back up in a little bit later in the story. You keep that in your hip pocket because you'll need it later. Verse number one, chapter number three. The Bible says, after these things did King Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman. For the king had so commanded concerning him, but Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said unto Mordecai, Why transgressest thou the king's commandment? Now it came to pass when they spake daily unto him, and he hearkened not unto them, that they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's matters would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. And he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone. For they had showed him the people of Mordecai, wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, even the people of Mordecai. In the first month, that is, the month Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, they cast pur, that is, the lot before Haman, from day to day and from month to month, to the twelfth month, that is, the month Adar. And Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, There's a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed. And I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business to bring it into the king's treasuries. And the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the Jew's enemy. And the king said unto Haman, the silver is given to thee, the people also, to do with them as it seemeth good to thee. Then were the king's scribes called on the thirteenth day of the first month. And there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants and the governors that were over every province and to the rulers of every people of every province according to the writing thereof and to every people after their language. In the name of King Ahasuerus was it written and sealed with the king's ring. And the letters were sent by post into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people that they should be ready against that day. The post went out, being hastened by the king's commandment. And the decree was given in Shushan the palace. And the king and Haman sat down to drink. But the city Shushan was perplexed. Look at verse number one of chapter four. When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry. Now we come to this passage of scripture and I want you to see a phrase here that has jumped off the page to me in verse number two of chapter three. 
Verse number two of chapter number three, the Bible says, all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman. For the king had so commanded concerning him, but Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. I like that phrase. We see here in this passage of scripture, whether Mordecai from this point previously has had a a backbone to stand up for the cause of Christ and live for the glory of God, now has come the time in Mordecai's life where Mordecai is determined with God's help that he's going to do what's right. And when Haman requires that all the people of the nation bow and give reverence, worship him, Mordecai says, that's enough, not me. He's not going to, I'm not going to worship some man. I'm not going to worship some ruler. I'm not going to worship anybody other than my God. And we see here in this passage of scripture, Mordecai makes this determination not to bow down to Haman. Tonight's message is titled just that, Mordecai bowed not, nor did he reverence. Mordecai bowed not, nor did he reverence or did him reverence. And we see here Mordecai takes a stand and rightfully so. I love to see when God's people take a stand for what's right. I don't love to see when God's people take a stand for what's right with a rotten, sarcastic, mean-spirited attitude. But I do like it when people in faith determine to do what's right, to stand for God, to stand for his glory, and love people anyway, but stand up, stand up for Jesus. And I want to challenge you at this moment in your life, determine in your heart that you're going to stand up, stand up for Jesus. Now, I'll just tell you something. In this passage of Scripture, in this chapter, the worst nightmare of a person that's standing for God is going to happen and take place in Mordecai's life. At the end of this chapter, at the beginning of this chapter, we see him standing up for Jesus. At the beginning of chapter number four, we see him on his face in sackcloth and ashes, mourning because his stance, it appears that his stance for God is going to cost all the Jews their lives that are under the jurisdiction and reign of Ahasuerus. But I want you to know something. We'll see God prove himself in a mighty way. Tonight's message, three points. Number one, Haman. Haman, I want to call him Haman the Horrible because he is horrible. Point number two, Mordecai, maybe we should call it Mordecai the man because he's quite the man. And finally, God, God. I'm so thankful. And when we determine to take a stand for God and his glory, we're not left standing alone. God is with us. And we'll see the Lord do a mighty work here. The majority of this text is about Haman the horrible. And we'll just begin here in verse number one and talk about him and work our way through this passage of scripture. But I want to remind you, Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Let's consider, can start here in verse number one. The Bible says, after these things did King Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, and advance him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. It's kind of interesting that God gives us this specific detail about who Haman is. Now, Haman, the Bible says, is the son of this man, uh, Hamadatha, and he is an Agagite. Now, that is of some importance to us because King Agag was the king of the Amalekites. The Amalekites were the sworn enemies of God and God's people. And actually, God had commissioned and commanded that Saul utterly destroy all of the Amalekites. And we have this 
passage of scripture and a lot of connections. And so here we have Haman, who is the son of an Agathite and an Agathite himself and one of the sworn enemies of God's people. And we're going to see Haman now is promoted to a place of prominence, a place of prestige, but it won't take long for us to understand that Haman is a snake in the grass. Look at the Bible says in verse number two, the Bible says all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman. For the king had so commanded concerning him, but Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Now, everybody's bowing to Haman, but Mordecai says, I'm not going to worship some other man. At this moment, we see Mordecai begin to take on this attitude of like one of the Hebrew boys, Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, who would not bow. When everybody else was bowing, they wouldn't bow. And Mordecai said, it's high time I took a stand for the glory of God. To this point, we don't have reference that and, and understanding that anybody knew that Esther or Mordecai were Jews. But now it's going to come out and Mordecai is going to have enough. He says, you know what? I may have been hiding in the shadows for a season, but I'm going to take a stand for God right now. I like the spirit. And I want to remind you of something. You may have been hiding in the shadows for the first 20 years of your life. Come out for God and stand up for his glory. Now's the time. You may have been hiding in the shadows for 50 years. Now's the time to stand up, stand up for Jesus. Mordecai is going to take a stand and he'll be counted with people, great servants of God, just like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I like it. Mordecai is not going to bow. The Bible says, verse number three, then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said unto Mordecai, why transgressest thou the king's commandment? Why are you doing this? The Bible says in verse 4, Now it came to pass when they spake daily unto him, and he hearkened not unto them, that they told Haman to see whether Mordecai matters, whether Mordecai's matters would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. They pressured him every day. Why are you not standing? Why are you not bowing to Haman? Why are, every day, why are you not bowing to Haman? Why are you not, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. He says, I'm a Jew. I'm, what, he, what was he saying? He says, he says, I'm a son of the most high God. My father's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm a Jew. I'm not going to live like that. And I can't have other gods before me. I'm a Jew. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, Visit us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps. Chill Howie Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.